Welcome to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the Talk Down Syndrome podcast. I am your host, Chantel Holm, and we are on story number 14 of our 21 inspirational stories of Down Syndrome for the month of October, which is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. So for story number 14, I actually have Rebecca on the phone, and she is an author of a book called I Am Different Just Like You. And this book was written for her daughter and about her daughter. And I actually am very excited to speak with her because I'm interested to see what her daughter is like, her daughter's name Adela. So we are gonna get to know her a little bit more. And I actually have her on the phone now. So Rebecca, hello, how are you? Hi, I am good, how are you? I'm doing so good. And thank you for reaching out to me and you're willing to share your story of Adela and your guys' journey. And I, I just appreciate that you guys are just willing to open up to our listeners. Oh, well, thank you. We appreciate all that you do and we're excited to share. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm pretty boring, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I have three kids. Um, Adela is the oldest. She uh, will be eight in January. Mm -hmm. And then she has two younger siblings, um, a brother, Joe, and a sister, Anna. Okay. Oh, wow. She's a big sister. Yeah, she is. And she loves being a big sister. So uh, when she's eight years old now, um, Mm -hmm. she was your firstborn. Yes. Tell me how that experience was like um, with your first child and then also the diagnosis that that she has. So it was kind of interesting. We um, she was breech. And so we went in. uh, We had no idea that she had Down syndrome at the time. We went in for um, a special ultrasound to see if we could turn her. Mm -hmm. And um, and it was a very detailed ultrasound. You could even see her hair like waving back and forth. Oh, wow. And yeah, it was an amazing experience. But one of the technicians asked us if we had gotten the Down syndrome test. And I said, no. And and I asked why. And they were like, oh, we're just asking. And um, and she was born. And then she was born a couple weeks or no, a couple days later, she was born. And that's when they told us that she had down syndrome so we I think they suspected it but they never um indicated to us that that that's what was going on oh wow um we didn't find out either until my daughter was born it was like she came out and like surprise (laughs) yeah yeah it's a it's a big shock yeah how how are your feelings um at that time about you know down syndrome and just what your life is now going to be like you know it it was really hard. I, I wish I could say, Oh, it, I didn't, it didn't bother me at all, you know, yeah. but it was, it was a real hard and, and shocking thing. You know, yeah. my husband, he has a PhD. I was at the time working towards getting a master's degree. We, you know what I mean? We had this kind of vision of what our family was going to be like. Yeah. And, and that kind of, 
got pulled out from under us. We didn't, I didn't know anybody with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that was like. And so in my mind, I had all those, you know, stereotypes in my head of what it was going to be. And it was all negative, all of it. Yeah, I I had the same experience too. I don't know if you ever listened to like any of our other stories, but same exact thing. Like I cried every day. (laughs) I was like, what is going on? And then I would be like, what did I not do? Did I not take a vitamin? (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 It's it's really hard to accept. And and it seems like the doctors didn't help. You know, they were very melancholy about it. There was no congratulations or anything like that. So yeah. it was it was a hard time. Yeah. And especially with your first, you know, your very first. Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously, though, it was a good experience because you guys have two more kids now. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, tell me about uh, Adela. Like, what is she into? What is she like? She's eight years old. She's starting to almost be in that young teenager phase. Yes. Yes, and it shows. <laughs> She's got a lot of a lot of sass to her. She, okay. Yeah, she's full full of sass and character. But she, um, my husband is a rancher, and so mm-hmm. one of the things she loves to do is she loves to ride horses and mm-hmm. and be out with him working the cows, and she loves to be outside and doing things. Oh, that sounds like a beautiful like life. You know what I mean? I'm used to just yeah. the city. I'm so used to traffic and all that craziness. Like being out on a ranch sounds amazing. It is. It really is. We love it. So I'd even ask you guys, where are you guys located? So we're in a small town in um, uh, eastern Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's called Globe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most people know it because they drive right through it. Oh, really? is it like, yeah. Um, is it on the east side of Arizona or is it like upper Arizona? It's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of like on the eastern side um, towards the north edge. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was born in Flagstaff. I oh, have, okay. I have family in Phoenix. My mom lives in Florence right now, and that's kind of like – I never even heard of Florence until she moved there. Yeah. And then um, we have family in like Mesa and also Phoenix. And it's just my family scattered throughout Arizona. But I've never heard of Globe, which oh, is like yeah? I should I should know what every single city is over there, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's small enough that most people don't don't know what it is. We're mostly known for our Mexican food, which is kind of funny. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe. Are you, yeah. So then you must be like closer to like um, New Mexico, maybe that closer to that area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So from Mesa, it's like two hours east. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm going to Google it now. <laughs> now I'm interested. Yeah. yeah, you should. Well, that's awesome. So, um, so tell me about the book that you wrote. Is it about Adela or is it about just Down syndrome in general? So it's kind of both. So the beginning of the book is all about what Down syndrome is Mm -hmm. and um, why um, having an extra chromosome makes a difference. So to try to kind of explain to kids um, what's going on and why uh, that extra chromosome uh, makes the differences that we see in most people with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And then the second part is all about things that um, Adela likes to do. So like a part of the book says, uh, sometimes it can be hard for my friends to understand what I'm saying, but Mm -hmm. I love to talk, 
just like you. Yeah. And so it kind of goes all through these different things. And then um, at the end, it talks about different people with Down syndrome who have done these really incredible things like mm-hmm. John Cronin with his uh, crazy socks business. Yeah. yeah. And Madeline Stewart, who's that model. model, Yep. And Frank Stevens and Lauren Potter. And it lists all these different people um, who are doing these incredible things and not letting Down syndrome, you know, get in the way. Yeah. Like define who they are. Yeah. That's amazing. So um, when did you write this book? Did Did you just complete it recently or did you write it maybe after Adela was born? So it, um, it just became available to uh, purchase in June of this year, but it's been um, a two and a half year kind of process of getting it to that point. It's been, been a long, long journey to get it to here. (laughs) Yeah. I've spoken to a couple authors on the show and I guess maybe to me, cause like I've never, um, like obviously I've never wrote a book before, but I'm like thinking it should probably take a few months, right? And I'm like, yeah. no, no, it's like works and works. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm yeah, like, but it's um, a huge process. Yeah, that's awesome though that you guys got it out, um, especially during the pandemic because I feel like people are now reading more and getting, you're at home, so you're doing like these activities that you probably won't normally have time to do. So yeah. that's, that's good that you guys um, got it out during this time to assist other people and spread awareness during, you know, lockdown. So, yeah. Um, I wanted to also ask you, have you read the book to your kids? I mean, you had to have, right? Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Della loves reading the book. We read it all the time. She calls it her Della book. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. She's like, um, like you gave her something that she's like, yeah, this is mine. I am. This is me right here. <laughs> I'm proud. Yeah, of and it's helped her understand, and you know, her siblings understand that she is different. Yeah, we need. You know what I mean? Because it's it's clear that, especially now that she's getting older and that gap is increasing. Uh-huh. You know, it's it's been hard to have those conversations with like my son saying you know, sometimes we have to be more patient with Della. She needs more time. Yeah. And so the book and discussing it has really helped us be able to do that. Um, so when, like, what made you have the idea to actually write a book? I mean, obviously, like, you had the, your daughter, she has Down syndrome, but, like, what made you get up one day and say, I think I'm going to write a book about Adela and about Down syndrome? And a, and a yeah. children's book at that. Because you could have had yeah. an adult book or a, a prenatal book or a woman's book or anything like that. Yeah. my um, So I never thought I would be writing children's books. <laughs> never. But my sister is a photographer, and she loved to take pictures of Adela. And she started um, collecting these photos. And, and she said, we should put a photo book together and maybe like a little poem or something. And, um, and so it kind of started off as that. And then we said, well, we should also explain what Down syndrome is. So then we added that on and then we were like, we should add more and more. And it just became bigger and bigger and and then became just this huge project. Oh, wow. That's cool. I'm glad that you had that support with your sister too. And that she's an artist in herself. Yeah, she is. She's a great photographer. So, um, 
What are your views now about Down syndrome? I mean, you did emphasize a little bit that, you know, it was hard for you at first, of course, the initial shock, but now eight years in and two more kids later, um, what are, what is your views about Down syndrome and what are things that you want to change in other people's view that might be a misconception or a stereotype? You know, it, there are definite times when it's still kind of hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when we're having interactions with other people and I can see them like looking at her in a way yeah. or not wanting to, you know, associate with her cause they're just, they just don't know. Yeah. And, um, I think, you know, having her and seeing her, I can't imagine her without down syndrome yeah. now. And she, because of the down syndrome, she's made me a better person. I'm more patient and more open to other people who are different for different reasons. Yeah. And I think if I could, you know, have anybody understand anything, it would be that more than anything, she just wants to be treated like everybody else in the sense that just, just say hi, you know, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't be scared of, of the differences that you see in her, just reach out. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. just that when people make that effort to try to include her, that means more than anything. Yeah. I'm, I definitely agree with you. Um, I know when like we, me and my, I have an older daughter who's five and my younger daughter who's two has down syndrome, but <laughs> my five-year-old, it's like whenever we're out um, at a store or anywhere out in public, and she might catch it before I do. Like, mom, that little girl or that boy has Down syndrome. And we like get yeah. so excited. We'll go run over there and start talking to people. And like, but whenever I go up to anybody, and this just happened like a couple weeks ago, we were at um, looking at like motorcycles and these cool toys and stuff. And we were at the store and this family came out and like, I think it's like a, a guard up. Like I'll walk up to somebody like, excuse me, does your son or daughter have Down syndrome? And they usually are like, yeah, like almost like kind of like putting up like um, why, like almost like a defense already. Yeah. And then I have yeah. to like automatically be like, so does mine, you know, like and yeah. then I could totally see their like face change and their body movement change like, oh, really? And they become more excited. But um, it sucks because it's like right now we it, it's still that way. You know, it's like. Yeah. Um, people still feel like, cause I mean, even if somebody came up to me, I think I would be the same way. Like your mommy instinct kicks in and you're like, yeah. why? Like, why are you asking? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. but I mean, it's, it's just like an instinct, but I wish that would go away. I wish that, um, you would get congratulations more and excitement more yeah. than, than yeah. I get. I know I see a lot of that in the support groups. Like anytime there's a new mom, all of us down syndrome moms will be like, congratulations but you only see that in the support group yep yeah so, and and it's just hard to, and especially when you hear like one of the things that bothers me the most is like oh you must be incredible parents or you must be so strong or you must be and I know they mean well because mm -hmm. it is a challenge and it is hard but at the same time I I wish I was hearing you know more of like the congratulations or she's beautiful or she's, you know what I mean? Then pointing out the positive things yeah. versus focusing on how difficult it sometimes can be. Yeah. And I like they automatically think like you're some kind of super mom. 
You know, it's like, wait, any child can go through medical issues or any child can have differences. And all of us are going to have to be super moms, if you will, you know, like, because that's what you do when you're a parent. But yeah, I mean, yeah, because I was looking at your guys's Instagram and she reminds me so much of my little girl because I could just see her like her. I could like her eyes and her eyebrows and. Okay, when did Adela start growing hair? Because my daughter is like taking forever to grow hair. <laughs> did she? Oh, yeah. she Adela came out with a full head of hair. Lucky girl. Lucky yeah, girl. and it, but it was black, like was. dark, dark, and then it all fell out, and then it grew back, and like maybe by two, it was like it was better. Oh, you know what I mean? Pretty, yeah. pretty much full again. So lucky because my girl, I have to put her in a dress or make her wear pink for people to yeah. like know she's a girl. They'll be like, Oh, your son is so cute. And I'm like, She's not a boy. <laughs> it happens all the time. I think I get that more than the Down syndrome. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Oh, no. And I'm like, God forbid I put her in blue because then everybody really does call her like a boy. Well, you know, yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah, she reminds me a lot of my daughter because they have the same skin tone and same hair color and stuff. But yeah, it's so adorable. So, um, are you guys writing any other books? Because I do see like other books on your Instagram. Um, or are you guys just um promoting these books as well? Yeah, so I um promote any book that I feel like really um helps teach about inclusion or acceptance or awareness or being an advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am also working on on writing a few more books, too. The one that I'm working on um, right now is um, about a dandelion. And um, it's a more typical picture book um, about a dandelion learning that even though it's not like a rose or a tree, that it's still really important to the garden and it's really special and it has its own characteristics that makes it unique and, and important. Oh, that's beautiful. I like that. I never really, um, seen like, um, down syndrome be linked to like, like a flower like that. I've seen like a yeah. leaf clover, but a dandelion, that's pretty, um, what it, when you're like writing these books, what goes through your head? I mean, of course, uh, I can only imagine like you want to make sure that people know that just because something's different doesn't mean that they're, they're not accepted or doesn't mean, you know, they can't work in society. But when you're, when your audience are children, what is it that you try to like make sure to pay a special attention to or you know what I mean? Because yeah, like just to give like a heads up, because I I honestly don't know what I I can't even teach my daughter anything. I'd be like, "Come on, <laughs> here's this stick figure. This is your mom." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I suck at that. So, <laughs> well, like you know, I think the thing that I think of the most is just will kids make the connection? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is this easy enough that they can say, "Oh, you know." a dandelion is smaller than a tree and it's may, may not be as pretty as a rose, but I can make a wish on a dandelion and that makes it special. And so mm-hmm. it's still a really beautiful flower, even though it's different, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, it's keeping it really simple and yet having this really complex lesson underneath lying it, lying there ready for them to kind of hold on to. So do you plan on writing books your entire life or is this just um, just your inspiration right now that you, you, you're going to follow through with? Yeah, I, 
you know, through this process, I've really fallen in love with the children's literature world. Mm -hmm. And so I, at this point, I can't see myself stopping, you know, I just, every time I come up with a new idea, I just, you know, I'm always writing down new ideas and, um, I hope I can do it for a really long time. (laughs) That's good. Cause I mean, I don't think there's enough of it out there. I mean, I know I've looked at Amazon and I saw like the, the one that you posted also the Hannah's, um, superpower down syndrome, superpower. Yes. I saw like the big sister. Um, there's one that we bought for our daughter when she became a big sister. Um, but I haven't seen enough. It was probably like three total. Book, yeah, you know what I mean, like in, in Down syndrome, particularly, because I mean, there are other books out there that are just like sibling books and stuff, but I have not seen any books that highlight Down syndrome and acceptance in that way. Yeah, so, there there really are not. And, and the few that are, are mostly um, self-published. Yeah. And it seems like it, it's, I know for me, I, um, you know, submitted this book into different uh, publishers, mainstream publishers, and it was turned down. And you don't get told why oh. you get torn. Th- you're just told that, oh, no, thank you. You know what I mean? Mm. And so for some reason, it's there's very few. I only know of, um, you know, like Rory Feek. Do you know him? Uh-uh. He, um, he has a daughter with Down syndrome, and I think he's a musician. And um, he has a couple books out, but even those, they're um, much more about his story mm. and and more generalized about how everybody is is beautiful and everybody's perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't like, get specific about Down syndrome. Oh, I wonder why these publishers are not doing that. I mean, because I mean, like if I was the, the one that called the shots and I would read all these cool stories, no matter what they are, I'm like, yeah, let's publish this. Yeah, let's publish this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I think for those big, you know, those big publishers, it's all about, you know, the dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Are they gonna? Is there a big enough market? And I and I think in their mind, they think, no, there's not. You know what I mean? It's such a small oh group gosh. of people. Little do we they need know. to keep it general. Yeah, um. I I think more people want to know about it, and they associate with people who have Down syndrome, and I think. They want to support them. Oh, yeah. There's a big, big calling for it, especially because even in the school system, there's there's some good schools out there that really do practice inclusion. Yeah. And um, there are no books to add to the bookshelves, you know, to teach these children like, hey, even if there is not a child in their class with Down syndrome, it still should be like a topic, at least something to read, you know, available. Yes. Yeah. um, And. The schools are such a great place too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when you're teaching inclusion, then if you can lay that foundation of including people, it just, they can take that with them into adulthood. It's oh, so much harder to teach adults. You know what yeah, I mean? You know what? Um, that reminds me because when we had our daughter, I didn't know anything about Down syndrome. Like you, I didn't have, I we didn't have anybody in our family that had Down syndrome. I didn't have any friends. Yeah. The only like little bit that I may have known was seeing people at school in a special ed class. Yeah. And that was in high school, if not junior high. So yeah. it wasn't like, um, and that's just like, you see them across the yard or, you know, you, or you see them walking by, yeah. there's no interaction to go talk to them. There's no, um, lesson to be like, Hey, this person has this, or this is, 
this is our special ed class and like no nothing nothing that let us know about this community yeah, yeah you're going to school for history you're going to school for culture you know black history month um you're doing you're learning about different you know things that happen in life all these different communities that we learn about but we are not learning about right there what's in front of us is the you know disabled or able yeah. abled community so that's kind of that that brings a lot and that's still like that today i think because you know, I feel like some, even in my daughter being in kindergarten, there are a couple of instances where I obviously was like, hey, you guys are not even like letting people know about this stuff, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. And it, it's it's sad to see just how um, isolated and underrepresented the special needs community still is. Yeah. Really that we're is. still having to fight for that, for that inclusion. Yeah. No, I, we haven't gotten to, well, Actually, that's a good question because Adela's A, is she going to a yeah. school that um, includes her or is she? what is her education like right now? So right now I'm actually homeschooling her. Okay. So she, well, we, we were living out on a ranch that was about an hour away from town. Mm -hmm. So it was just not logical for us to drive in an hour to take her to school and then drive an hour home and drive, you know, yeah. it just, it wasn't going to work. And so I started homeschooling her and doing, um, and she's doing incredible. She's um, beginning to read right now. She's, um, you know, she's right in the kindergarten, first grade range. Mm -hmm. She's doing amazingly well. And so um, my plan is right now to have her, uh, continue with homeschooling until she can read really well mm -hmm. and then um, to have her in school mm -hmm. and I want her in school but I mm -hmm. have you know and her brother is in kindergarten mm -hmm. already so that's good My yeah because you know what the kids learn a lot from siblings too so yes if he comes home where he he's reading something or learning something she's going to be interested like what's that if she hasn't done it yet you know oh yeah yeah definitely yeah, and she loves the idea of going to school. Um, you know, being in a small town, the resources are really slim here, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so um, my degree is in elementary education. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, you know, I can't expect a public school to be able to give her one-on-one -on -one attention. Yeah. But, but I can do that. And so she's doing remarkably well. And, and so I hope to get her... I do want her in a public school because mm -hmm. I want her seen and I want her to be able to show people and advocate for herself. And, mm -hmm. and also learn like the social skills too and be around yeah. other students. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to tell you, I'm like, you know what, if you are not working with um, like children, I was going to say, I think you should be because you're really good at it. And <laughs> then you, you said you already, you went to school for it. So that's great. Yeah. Like, I mean, what mom, like I hear so many moms, especially here, like living in San Bernardino County, which is right next to Los Angeles County and Riverside County in California. It's like all of us moms that I know, we're all working all day, every day. And I mean, besides the pandemic, but a lot of times we're like, man, I wish I was just home with my kids. I wish I, yeah. I, wish I could stay home and teach them, you know, and, and that's yeah. just great that you are able to do that. And that's good for her, you know, that you're never going to have 
Adela, eight years old again. She's going to be nine. She's going to be 10. Yeah. And soon she's going to be like, mom, can I borrow your car? <laughs> you know, <can> I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. Um, so I love that. And I love that she is, um, she's doing good. And I'm so glad that you're sharing her story and even the, her book where it has her on the cover with the world. Yeah. Um, what, if anybody is interested in purchasing your book, where can they find it? Um, so they can find it um, in a couple different places. They can find it on my website at www.smallthingspublishing.com okay. or they can find it on Amazon. On Amazon. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. And I'm definitely going to check it out because I need some new books for my kids too. And <laughs> yes. Perfect. And um, man, is there any um, goals or anything that you are wanting to share with the world right now while you have like the platform of the podcast or any kind of advice to like new moms or people out there that are listening right now? Um, you know, to new moms or those who are, you know, maybe struggling with having a child with Down syndrome, I think the most important thing to know is that you're not alone in this. And there are so many of us who are fighting this fight with you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and having a child with Down syndrome, it has its moments where it's, it's difficult and it's challenging and it's even isolating. Mm-hmm. When you don't have somebody really close to you who's going through the same thing. But I think it's so worth it. You know what I mean? Those mm-hmm. moments when I see her um, accomplish something that she's been working really, really hard for, like reading. Mm-hmm. It's taken us years to get to this point. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, it, the joy and the sense of pride that I feel when she accomplishes that is greater than anything that I could feel or accomplish myself. It's a bumpy road, but it leads to just these incredible places. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love that because it reminds me of, what is that? Like you're, you're on a journey or your scenery is just a little bit different than you imagined. Yeah. I'm kind of like saying that's something like that. Like it's, you're on a different route. You're going to the same place, but it's just a different like route or scenery. Yeah. It's true because I mean, now that, you know, Adele is eight years old and I can only imagine like when my daughter gets eight, she's only two, but um, you look back and you realize like, Hey, she's doing everything she's supposed to be doing that we thought that a normal child would do. You know what I mean? Like she's walking, oh, yeah. she's talking, she's playing, she's laughing, she's healthy, she's happy, and she's, yep. she's hanging out with her siblings. This is all things that we expected from the beginning. So, you know, it just took a little bit longer. Yeah, um, it is. And it's and it is funny looking back. There's so many times where I thought, oh, she's never going to walk. She's never, I'm never going to hear her talk or I'm, she's never going to read or she's never going to be potty trained, (laughs) you know, and now we're here and I just think, wow, we've come so far and, and I worried so much and, and life really is wonderful, you know, and, and it can be wonderful. 
Um, now that you talked about potty training, I'm going to ask you about it because (laughs) my daughter's two and we are like right at that point where we're like trying to get her to potty train. Yeah. Is there any tips because anything (laughs) that you magically worked for you that we can try because it is like difficult. I know her therapist was like, first, you know, get her to understand that what poop and pee is and to be able to like communicate that and then go towards like the potty like we're doing that on the potty. But I'm like thinking like, oh, how am I even going to begin? And I started researching like some books and stuff, but is there anything that worked for you guys or how did, how did you guys get to that point? You know, for me, it was, so (laughs) I'm going to contradict myself a little bit because I'm always saying like, raise your expectations, raise your expectations. But when it came to potty training, I really had to lower like my own personal expectations because it was such a stressful thing. I had to say, you know what, we're going to keep it as positive as possible. Mm -hmm. So when she's on the potty, we're going to be excited. We're going (laughs) to like make that eye contact and we're going to smile and laugh. And, you know, if she has an accident, we're just not going to make it super negative because I don't want her to have a negative feeling about going potty. But I won't maybe be as positive. You know what I mean? I'm going to be super neutral. Mm But then when she goes again, you know what I mean? It's just like this throwing a party and everyone's invited. (laughs) I can only imagine. Like that's something we would do. But like everybody, she's going. And the whole family (laughs) comes to the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that when I changed from like trying to be super strict about it and like getting upset with her if she didn't listen. And I just said, you know what, this isn't working. So we're just going to be super positive and I'm not going to put a timeline on it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, when she's ready, she's going to figure it out and things will click. It made life so much easier. Especially for it you, really the did. stress level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, life can be stressful as it is. Yeah. I just decided I'm not going to put this undue pressure on me. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. She's going to figure it out. I she totally is. feel how you're feeling because like I had like Adela's your first, I had my first Jade who I don't know. She's five now. So she's three years older, but I realized that there are times where like, she's not picking up her toys and the house is a mess And instead of just like getting stressed out and just getting like internally stressed, I'm just like, let it go. It's okay. Because you know what? These are kids and they're going to do that. And just, you know, and um, I think that having a child with Down syndrome also as a parent level brings you to like this, um, like you kind of just like with the other kids, you're like, you know what? It's all right. Obviously, things are not going to be that important. You don't need to get so hung up over um, maybe if they're not listening or maybe they're having a bad day or an attitude problem. Like just step back a little bit and, you know, just they're kids. And I think that that's for me what my my child with Down syndrome has also helped me as a parent. Like you're not in control of everything, (laughs) (laughs) obviously. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, even with you know, my typical kids, they all did things differently. You know what I mean? They developed a little bit differently. They do their own things. They have different personalities. My son is super like a neat freak. He keeps his room super clean. And my daughter, (laughs) there's right. (laughs) My my daughter is just like, 
a little pig. She yeah. leaves messes <laughs> everywhere she goes. That's how mine is. And <laughs> so, like, they just do things differently. And, and it really is, like, having Adela has taught me to be patient with everybody. Yeah. That we all kind of have special needs. We're all different. We all have strengths and weaknesses and we all have to kind of work through those challenges in life. Yeah, that's true. You know, I like that too, that we do all have special needs. Yeah. My husband doesn't like that. Cause I'm like, listen, I need these shoes. I need, <laughs> I need these Amazon orders and you need to just like raise awareness yourself. To that. <laughs> right? That's right. You're right. right. <laughs> I'm going to run with that. <laughs> so, but um, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your story, Rebecca and Adela sharing us with the world, sharing her with the world. I'm all sharing us, sharing her with the world <laughs> and your book. And I definitely want to check that out. And I encourage anybody that's listening to check that out too, because we do need to like get these young children's books and emphasize that in our kids' life at a young age. I mean, you know, there, I don't even see enough teenager books out there. It's like either no. there's children books or there's books to geared towards women. So yeah. I would love to see that too. So that's a, that's a hint, Rebecca. I'm not the writer, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, thank you so much. And, um, do you mind if I tag your guys' Instagram in our social media like, I would you? love it. Yes, okay. please do. Okay. So if you guys want to find her, I will tag her on her Instagram, which is Talk Down Syndrome Podcast. So please reach out to us on there. If um, you even have questions for her or reach out to her directly, that's completely fine. And thank you so much. And I definitely can't wait to continue to follow you guys and um, see where, you know, your next book takes you and your next adventure. And I would love to have you guys back on. Um, thank you. We would love to come back. Yes, thank you so much. And you guys have a good day. And um, I know it's probably hot over there in Arizona. So. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. I hate Arizona weather. <laughs> but I know. So every time I go visit my family, I'm like in flip flops. I'm in shorts. Like I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> yeah. But all right. Well, thank you so much, Rebecca. All right. Thank you. And we'll we'll catch up soon. All right. All right. Thank we'll you. talk to you later. Right, bye. bye. Hey guys, so we have one more week of October left and I am just getting these interviews out to you guys, but I also want to do something fun for Halloween because I am a big Halloween lover. I love spooky, creative, haunting. I love fun. I love all that stuff. So if you have a loved one that has Down syndrome, please send me their picture of their costume. If you guys are celebrating Halloween, um, they don't even have to be in costume, like them decorating, carving pumpkins, anything festive in that way. Send it to me so I can share it on our social media page because I want to get a bunch of fun stuff out there for Halloween before it's over, before October is gone until next year. So send that my way. We do have a Gmail. Um, our email address is talkdspod, gets, wait, talkdspodcast at gmail.com. For some reason, I was thinking it's like talkdspod, but talkdspodcast at gmail.com. And of course, find us on Instagram at talkdownsyndromepodcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's story number 14, and we will see you at story number 15. Bye. Thank you for listening to the talk. Down syndrome podcast.